Prepare yourself for Earthling Entertainment with your hosts, Joe and Ryan. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Earthling Entertainment with Joe and Ryan. I'm Joe. I'm Ryan. Yeah, so uh, today's show, we are going to do things a little different. We're going to go start with our headlines, then we're going to get into our spooky stuff. Yes. Followed by an Ahsoka episode one and two uh, spoiler review. So if you're a fan of Star Wars, stick around for that because Ryan and I are huge fans of Star Wars and we, we do a deep dive. So deep. Just just so deep. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, Joe, it's so good to be doing this again. I love I, I love that we get together and we get to do this on Wednesdays and uh, I, I look forward to it so much. Me too, bud. So, all right, uh, today we are going to get started right now with our headlines. Earthling Entertainment Headlines. Legendary Mario voice actor Charles Martinet retires from playing the Nintendo plumber. This comes to us from Nerdist.com. It's a sad day for fans of Nintendo and plumbers. The game giant has confirmed Charles Martinet, who has given the voice to Super Mario since 1991, will step back from character work. They do explain that he'll step into a new role, Mario Ambassador, a thing that they invented just for him. Mario Emeritus, if you will. We have a tweet here from Nintendo of America. We have a message for fans of the Mushroom Kingdom. Please take a look. Charles Martina has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time. As far back as Super Mario 64. Love that game. Oh, that was a great game. The, the, yeah, classic. It's me, Mario. Not bad. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he will be stepping back from recording character voices for our games but he'll continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. Okay, it, so that's bullshit unless he has diplomatic plates. Okay, well, he should be able to park wherever he wants if he's an ambassador. I'm just saying. You should have been on the board. Yeah. You should, yep, you should have been involved. It, it has been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from... I know I'm going to get this bad. Uh, Shigeru... Miyamoto and Charles himself, which will post at a future date. Uh, looks like that was uh, August 21st of this year. Concerning his ambassadorship, Martina also confirmed the news on his own Twitter, uh, which is what this article says, which is what we'll be calling it forever, saying, My new adventure begins. You are all number one in my heart. Woohoo! Woohoo! In addition to Mario, Martina has provided the voices of Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. Wah! That was my best. Sorry. I, I liked it. Thank you. Uh, he's pretty much the entirety of the video game plumbers. He has appeared in 151 games to date, plus he had a couple of cameo voices in the recent Super Mario Bros. movie. Chris Pratt infamously took on the Mario role for that film, with Charlie Day as Luigi... Martina was not involved in the upcoming Super Mario Bros. Wonder Game for Switch, according to Variety. Thus, the movie is the final voice role for the storied franchise. His work on the games will be missed, but he's going out absolutely on top. Oh, man. So what did they say? 151 games? 151 games. I, I didn't even know there was 151 Mario games. Well, there's probably, like, different versions and stuff. They're probably counting, like, all the Japanese versions, because... Japan always gets, like, so many games that we don't get. True, but, okay, that's a very good point. But it's like, you know, we have Mario Tennis, Mario, you know, Party. So how many well, how mean, many weird ones they have? Like, I bet there's a Mario Fishing out there. Probably, and they're counting all the different uh, games. Remember, we had a bunch of random, weird, console-exclusive games that were really gimmicky, so there was a lot of Mario stuff there. There's a And they said he did cameos too, so it's like I right. like a Super Smash Brothers I assume would be a cameo of Mario, not Mario himself. Exactly. Yeah, you got and you got those have had a how many of those have been out? Same with Mario Kart and You know what's kinda weird is this is our uh, our second episode and so far the first story in both episodes had to do with Mario. 
tell that we grew up on Mario. I love Mario. Like, I'm not even, like, like I I, I never played, like, Mario Sunshine or... None of the new ones? I really didn't play a lot of those, honestly, but, I mean, I still love Mario. I remember playing the original game with my dad. I think I said that on the last podcast. Like, yes, yeah, so I grew up on that game. Like, like the original Nintendo one. Well, a lot of people grew up on Mario. I think, uh, for me, I got Mario All-Stars. It came with our Super Nintendo, and I was young. I was probably under 10, because it was obviously early, mid-90s. And that game was awesome, because that had all the Mario games. And then, like we talked about, Mario 64 was the first time we heard this guy voice it. And what does everyone remember? It, the, it's me, Mario. I always remember the, let's go. Let's when you, go. When you jump into the, 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 the picture frame or whatever to go to the different to level. To go to the level. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would always, let's go. Let's go. Well, like, you know what? I, I He'll be missed. Because uh, I just hope one thing is, do you think, I mean, you'd have to pay him a lot of money. But do you think because the movie was so successful, they would try to get Pr- Chris Pratt? No. To reprise roles in the games? No, there was too much internet backlash. I, I But just... everyone calmed down after the movie came out. I mean, it made a billion dollars. Well, and between you and me, I, I thought that Chris actually did try to attempt the voice in his own way. Like, obviously not as strong, but there were plenty of times where there was he was a like, it's a me! Like, he did that, and there was a lot of other lines where he put a little... Put a little Mario, Mario in there. Italian stank on it. He that... threw some mushrooms on there. If yeah, you know. yeah, and and I thought that I honestly thought he did a great job. I mean, he didn't do a bad job, but he's nothing like the original guy. He will be missed. But no, I have a feeling that because of the internet backlash, they will probably go for another person that will be closer to uh, Mr. Martinez. Sorry if I'm getting that. I'll bet you there. I'll bet you I'm saying it so wrong. I'll bet the T is silent. It's probably like Martine. I'm terrible. I I don't know. I'm terrible. But But in uh, any case, I guarantee the new whoever get, or they might just get a new guy every time. Just like, hey, do Do you want to do something completely different? Do your best, Mario. You know what I mean? Put your own like little spin on it, and we'll put it in the game, and then they could probably save money. Well, we got a stereotypical Italian, right? So we should do stereotypical everybody. We'll just pick a different from race. Brooklyn. Each, from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. But, like, I'm just saying, each race, each uh, game will be a different race. I want Inuit. Do you even know what an Inuit accent is? I do not. I honestly don't. I know that Inuits are Eskimos. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, that's all I know. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's, go to the, let's go ahead and get on to the next topic here. All right. Unexpected. Physical media releases. Ooh, hey, you guys a fan of DVDs and Blu-rays? I bet you're old. Uh, I have no comment. Uh, <laughs> Disney just announced that they will be releasing Loki, WandaVision, The Mandalorian. Uh, sorry, that's mine. And the Predator prequel film, Prey, on 4K, UHD, and Blu-ray. This marks the first time the studio has released streaming exclusives on disc. This is a big deal because, believe it or not, there are still places within the United States where a good streaming connection is simply impossible, which means there are still people who have never had the ability to watch these shows. So here's it's got a little list here. Marvel Studios, Loki, the complete first season, 4K UHD and Blu-ray releases on September 26, 2023. Prey, noise, 4K, UHD, and Blu-ray releases October third. I can't wait! I can't wait for Prey. I I don't I didn't I don't think I watched that one. Oh man! Well, ch- wait for the physical release. I I might as well. I'd I, I'd like to support the franchise. You know, mind. it's the first film in history that was dubbed in Cherokee. I did not know that. Yeah, I I believe it was Cherokee. I may have the the uh, tribe wrong, but I'm I, it was the first one ever dubbed in that Indian language. Like, watch, it's Iroquois, and now you're in trouble. I'm Aww. kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Marvel Studios' WandaVision, the complete series, 4K, UHD, and Blu-ray releases on November 28th, 2023. Star Wars The Mandalorian, complete first season, 4K, UHD, and Blu-ray releases on December 12th, just in time. That's my birthday. For Christmas. My birthday, December 12th. Oh my god. Happy birthday to my Star Wars fan. Oh my god, I'm more excited for The Mandalorian, but oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars The Mandalorian, complete second season, 4K UHD and Blu-ray releases on the same day, December 12th, 2023. 
forget about Joe's birthday. Go get the Mandalorian. Or you can get the Mandalorian by, and celebrate my birthday by watching the Mandalorian. I'm just saying. So this is actually a good thing because, all right, so the Marvel movies. A lot of people watch Marvel movies, obviously. They're making a lot of money. But what happens is I have a bunch of people in my life uh, who have seen it and they were like, we watched Doctor Strange 2. Why is Wanda the bad guy? Like, she wasn't a bad guy in the Avengers Endgame. Next movie we see her in, suddenly she's a bad guy. Spoilers, by the way, she's a bad guy. Um, a bit of a spoiler show. Yeah, a little bit of a spoiler show. But the point is, if you had watched WandaVision, you would know. It perfectly set up what happened to her and the trauma she had when losing Vision and why she ultimately makes bad choices and why she would ultimately do what she does in Doctor Strange. All of it makes sense. If you watch WandaVision. And I watch, like, I think I got through the first episode. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it didn't grab, it didn't grab you. Eh, like I said it before. I'm not a big. It's hard for me to get into a series. I've really got to be interested. Well, I think I think Marvel in general is starting to figure that out. Because they, they kind of diluted their own brand with all these, uh, you know, Marvel shows. Because honestly, all right, so I liked Loki. I liked WandaVision. Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, I didn't really like. It was kind of boring. I don't even know if I finished it. Uh, Miss Marvel was good, but it didn't ultimately hold my interest, so I didn't finish that. I did like She-Hulk, but I don't know if She-Hulk did anything to move the Marvel brand forward. I will say She-Hulk is the one show that, like, I am telling myself, like, I gotta watch that. Like, I watched the first, I'll admit, I think I only watched, like, three episodes of Loki, and I stopped watching it. Not that I, like, it. I honestly enjoyed it. It's just, once again, just... The story didn't grab me, and it's just kind of, like I said, I would rather watch a movie. If they had made that into a movie, I would have been all about it. Well, you know, these these series are so short, they kind of are movies, because they're like six episodes, and each episode is between 30 minutes and 40 minutes. So if you just trimmed the fat, you'd have like That's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I guess they and, aren't that uh, long. Well, Loki, in particular, I really liked it. It was the first thing that introduced Kang the Conqueror, our villain, our new villain. He's the first time we got introduced to him. But, uh, so, I think it's great. And all of this is obviously because Loki Season 2 is coming out, and they want people to, you know, get on board. So, hey, I, uh, I say I'm all for it. Physical media releases oh, all the way. I I agree. I've always, I still, I still buy Blu-rays and stuff of movies that I like, and I'm not even, like, a big collector or anything. I just, sometimes, there, there's just something about actually owning it. Because how many times do you sign in to, like, like I guess not that many, but like you're at the mercy of the streaming service. If they decide to go in and be like, you know what, we're gonna take out this, we're stuff, removing all of this, and we're gonna put in a deleted scene to make up for the lost time. And then oh, you you're talking the... about like Lilo and Stitch, how they like changed, yeah, the, the, they changed the, the dryer into like a cabinet or something. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, and the same thing with like you you can't see Puppet Yoda in Episode One anymore. Yeah, because they, they digitized him. And, if you and, if you watch. Uh, the, what is it? The Phantom Menace on Disney Plus. It is now a CGI Yoda. When that was released, we had Puppet Yoda. Yeah, and he was hairy and weird looking, <laughs> like so many of us. But yeah, I mean, so let's face it; it was pretty realistic. Uh, I but... mean, but I, I, I'm all for puppets. I think puppets Me can too. be enhanced with CGI. I think if you want to get a puppet, but then like CGI blinks or like you know breathing or something like that, I'm all for it. But I feel like there's nothing. Nothing beats a physical object especially for the actors to work with we're getting a little off topic though no no no. speaking of physical objects buy your movie on disc on physical media yeah. yeah all right let's go ahead and move on to the next story here excellent excellent all right we are breaking news here florida woman accused of killing roommate douses herself in diet mountain dew trying to watch her figure yeah, diet's important. It's important to do that. To erase DNA evidence. This comes to us from ComicSans.com. Upon being located and questioned by authorities, a blood-stained Florida woman suspected of murdering her roommate poured Diet Mountain Dew all over herself in an attempt to erase DNA evidence from her body. On July 1st. As one does. I mean, as one does. On July 1st, first responders... We're called to a home where clothes on the second floor had been set on fire. After extinguishing the flames, firefighters found 79-year-old Michael Carasoli. 
probably saying that wrong, I'm terrible with names, who appeared to have suffered blunt force trauma to the back of the head and stab wounds. <laughs> a knife was found... And then found it just happened to be caught, catch on fire afterwards. And, and, and within the clothes were had been... The, his clothes... The clothes... It doesn't even say whose. It just says clothes have been set on fire. Then it says, A knife was found on top of a cell phone belonging to the subject. Oh, by the way, ma'am, is this, a, is this your phone? Oh, and your knife? I didn't want to lose the knife. My God. <laughs> uh, so, belonging to the suspect, Nicole A. Max, who the landlord told police was the other tenant of the home. Within two hours, police had tracked down Max, who was barefoot with blood on her legs outside of a crystal restaurant, whatever that is. According to police, a Florida chain, I imagine. I imagine it's delicious. Yeah. According to police, Max dropped a knife and a hammer <laughs> when when they approach. Know, because you know, if the knife doesn't work, you got a hammer just to beat him with. It's important. Why, why do I have this hammer and this knife? You ask. You got to double fist it, man. You know, you're going on an evening stroll. You bring your knife. You bring your hammer. You... As one does when they go to crystals. After denying her affiliation with the victim as well as her living situation. <laughs> oh, I don't live there. Right. Max finally told police that she did live in the building, but only went to the second floor that day to feed her spiders. <laughs> and can I beat you to it? As one does. Uh, wait, hold on, hold like, on. Like, how many times have I, I, you know, you catch me, I'm feeding my spiders. She uh, might be upstairs. setting up for the insanity plea, right? Because if right off the bat you're telling the cops that you need to go feed your spiders, you have a good case. I'm not <laughs> going to disagree with you, Joe. That is some pretty sound, uh, I don't know. All right, let's, let's continue here. When asked about the weapons dropped when the police found her, Max demanded a lawyer. Police then returned with a warrant to test the DNA on Max's body. How long do you think that took? That's a good question. Well, I, I thought that took a while. Anyways, because <laughs> the story goes to this. That's when Max asked <coughs> authorities for the soda. Yeah. So hold on. So wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hold on. This, this story's getting a little sus, Comic Sans. Because now we're saying. That milady is covered in blood. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to get a warrant and test you out. And she's like, fuck, man. All right, fine. I'm parched, But you better man. give me a Coke. Can I get a, a, di a diet? Mountain Dew, please. Every time I've been accused of murder, the cops have not given me anything but a Fresca. So that is bullshit. Let me fit. There's one last thing. Quote, she began to resist and poured the can of soda all over her body and hair, pulling away from officers in attempts to interfere with possible evidence on her body. Quote, unnamed police officer. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say a little bit of the story is a little sus. Okay, all right, but let's run with it for one second. <laughs> I have a few questions. All right, one, so they got a warrant, right? So, you know, she's covered in blood and stuff like that. Yeah, you got to come back with a warrant. All right, they go get a warrant. So and this even, is Florida. So, okay, yeah. So what is that? Like a day, hours, doesn't matter. They come back. <laughs> and then the when they come back, they're, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we're going to do that DNA test. So, okay, give me a soda. I, what kind of cops have, all right, that's not the point. She covers herself with soda. Oh. My question is, does that get rid of DNA evidence? Was she hot? <laughs> I think that's an important question because, she because if she, I'm just saying we don't have a photo here. If she was hot, if she I was could, hot, what? It just to me it raises that possibility that she could have actually asked, like, "Hey, I've got a diet Mountain Dew." All right, we have a photo here. We have a photo, so, and I have to say, I could. She's. What She's you, not hold on, hold ugly. On, what would you give her? One to ten. Okay. Well, all right. Objectively, she. I'm not going to do one to ten. I don't feel like we should rate people. That's not cool. But I will say objectively. No, come on. It's fun. She, <laughs> she's she's not bad looking for someone. No, she's who, not bad looking. Okay. She's not bad looking for someone who basically m murdered her roommate. Uh, she's got neck tattoo. She is a brunette. She looks uh 
a little bit on the older side, which might be a, a party situation and not an age situation. A lot of tattoos, but we just have the shoulders to the top of the head. And like I said, she's not unattractive, but now that I'm staring at the photo, it might be a bad photo, but I feel like one eye might be bigger than the other. And now that's all I can see. All she's I staring see. into my soul. I'm going to turn this photo off. All I see is that horrible chest tattoo. Like, Which I see. It's like a bunch of numbers. Uh, 21X5X12. It's probably a date. I was going to say, so she's got a date terribly. Like, it doesn't look... It literally looks... So she's got prison tattoos. It, yeah, it does look like it could be prison tattoos. Those don't look like they were... You know, it doesn't look like you sat down in a chair for that one. I we, would give her... Honestly, if I were to give her a number, I'd give her, like, she's, like, a solid, like... I'd say she's a solid, like, four... Four and a half. Like, I can't give her a five. Because I, I, I don't... I feel comfortable <laughs> rating her because she's not ugly, but I could see her can... Like, if... if this was at her house, so I could see her being like to one of the cops, like, "Hey, you know, I got that, That's your only point is she's asking for a soda, and that would be why she got one is because she was attractive. Well, yeah, and well, that's the only thing that makes sense. That's the only thing that makes well, sense. Well, she's too. covered. I don't know. Blood. Like that's what came to me. I'm like, if it's like some horribly ugly, this woman yeah. looks a little scary. If she was covered in blood, I ain't gonna turn my back to go to the cooler in the back of my cruiser is all she, I'm saying. Well, I'm guessing she was already, they already had her probably in restraints and I'm sure there were more. They than couldn't them. have. She poured the soda on herself after that. She asked for the soda and then she drenched herself. They might have had her cuffed in the front. They do that to women sometimes. All right, fair I've enough. I've seen it, I've seen it. All right, well, fair enough. All I'm saying is, does soda, like, at all give rid of DNA, DNA evidence. Oh, I can't, absolutely, absolutely I can't imagine it would, right? No. But it's like, what is her thinking? Is it that there's acid in this, right? There's the carbonation and the acid. It'll it'll get rid of that DNA, just like ammonia. Just uh, the, the same decision that went into getting that chest tattoo. <laughs> that's, that's, it was not, not real smart. No. Not real smart. No, I would say not, not real smart. And and slightly murderous and uh, you know, totally. Well, well, well done, Florida police. Way to way to wrap that one up real, yeah. real well. We should see if there's a follow up later and see if she actually got in trouble for anything. But all right, guys, we might. Uh, that's it for our headlines. Next up, we got some spooky things for you. Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Because here at Earthling Entertainment. We do two things. We do spooky stuff and entertainment. You got your entertainment? Now here's some spooky stuff. Followed by Ahsoka Spoiler Review, Episode 1 and 2. Continue, Ryan. Excellent recap. Excellent, excellent. All right, this one is... All right, uh, forgive me if I get this wrong. I am not very good at the Russian uh, words. The mystery of Dyatlov Pass Incident. Let's... let's what? <laughs> Well, let's try that. Try that one, one, one more time, would you? What? No, try that one more time, would you? Oh, you want me to do the whole thing? No, yeah, just say the the name of the just just repeat what you just said. Why you? The right? mystery of the Dietlov pass incident. Yes, that's why I was actually trying to stall for time so I could find the page. Yeah, the Dietlov. 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 The Dietlov pass incident. <laughs> and as always, have a nice day. Oh. All right, all right. In 1959, in the depths of the Ural Mountains of Russia, an inexperienced group of trekkers, Star Trek, died <laughs> under mysterious circumstances, which were never adequately explained. Investigators discovered that the victims had cut a hole through their tent and run away from something. While wearing minimal clothing, despite the temperatures being around, uh, what is it, uh, minus 30 degrees centigrade. I don't even know what the hell that means. I'm guessing that's really cold. A <laughs> uh, number of victims died from hypothermia, but some had inexplicable fatal injuries, including a fractured skull, major chest fractures, one victim had brain damage despite no visible injury to their skull. 
Another of the victims was found with major injuries as well as a missing tongue, eyes, and lips. Several theories have been offered as to what caused the hikers to run and eventually kill them, but none have been conclusive and their death remains a mystery. With this one, I've heard this story before. Yeah, I have too. And obviously I've heard the UFO theory that that maybe this was just, they were, like, literally I saw, like, someone even did a computer rendition of, like, them getting run down by, like, a flying saucer or something. I don't believe that. Well, there is some merit to the fact that they're in uh, the cow mutilations, all of that stuff, like the ears, the lips, the things that were removed were surgically accurately removed yes. in a lot of these cow mutilations. So that is one connection. Or the it... blood completely gone with none on the ground. Exactly. So these people who got their tongues cut out and all these other things, like, there is, there is some connection there. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, like, when it comes to this... Uh, I also heard, like, I guess the the official explanation by, like, people who, like, look at it medically and not thinking the way outside the box like we are, they're, I believe they, they say there is a condition that can happen to you when, like, a certain, I might be, I'm sure I'm messing this all up, but when you get to a certain point where your health, where, you, where it's that cold, where you're malnourished. You just lose like, your, yeah, you lose you your head. You lose your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they were so cold and malnourished, as you said, you think they just kind of snapped and hallucinated or what have you. I think that sounds more like it, that they just kind of fucking snapped. But... I mean, it's, it's entirely possible, but it's like, I've heard so many different things because like, what if I heard uh, electromagnetism in the area mm-hmm. could have caused, uh, for lack of a better description, scrambled their brains and did what you were describing. But I mean, cutting... Out of the tent. Like, that seems like a hallucination. Because you're sitting there, you're sleeping, or you're up, whatever. But, like, why wouldn't you just unzip it? Like, why are you cutting out of your tent? It has to be that you're tripping. It has to be like, oh my god, I'm in a giant monster's stomach. I need to escape. Oh Maybe. no, I'm in a giant egg. I need to crack out. You know, there's gotta be... What if they just had some bad vodka? That would be, I, mean, I don't know about Bad Baca, but that would be hilarious, though, if they were just partying and they just, like, too much. I mean, that could be part of it, right? <laughs> like, what if they dehydrated themselves and it's so cold? And then just happened to, you know, surgically remove body parts out in the cold? Well, you know, I mean, you start passing around the drugs, Joe, and eventually I'm like, hand me a scalpel. It is true that one time we were hanging out, I did take your kidney. Well, you know, where everybody was wearing the medical masks, I, I had... This, you know, I was tripping. I figured we were all doctors. Doctor. And yeah. Doctor. You know, it just, uh, just, it's just, it's just, it's simply practice. You know, I took, I took an oath. <laughs> you took the Hippocratic oath, but that was to not harm people. So I don't really know. I will say though, uh, all right. So him. 1959, 1959, this happened, right? And we still don't have any mystery. We, it's a mystery. We still have no idea what actually occurred. That- and they, and they recovered the bodies. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's how we know, you know, yeah. that these things are removed. But here's my question, right? So we have aliens. We talked about that. What else could it have been? Because now, I don't, I'm sick of the hallucination angle. Let's let's go supernatural, all right? I'm thinking werewolves. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> it's those balverines. The balverines. Yes. No, but for real, though, something had to had to do it. And I think maybe a you Nazi think one scientist... Of them? No, Um... I think a Nazi scientist who happens to still be alive after all these years because of his medical experiments, which has caused him to be a superheroine. Now, run with me here. He's hanging out in Siberia because he's hiding. Because, you know, why wouldn't you? You're a Nazi. Most people don't like you unless you're in the United States, apparently. But the point is that he's doing his experiments and he's creating this whole thing, but he needs body parts and fresh blood. And you can't get it from just anybody because they gotta be fresh. You can't be digging up bodies. So how do you do? You go hang out with these hikers. You show up, you got some vodka and you're like, hey man, let's all hang out. We're gonna drink, let's chat. And then he just like snaps after they all pass out. Fucking scares the crap out of them, freaks them out, Scooby-Doo style. And then, you know, Takes off the body parts, uses them. Once he has all the body parts, he creates his giant Nazi golem, which is very important to have when it comes to creating a new vessel for the Third Reich's soul. 
which as, he as Von does, <laughs> as Von does. Yes, because everyone knows when Hitler shot himself in that bunker way back when, he actually put his soul in a small bag of sand, and it's been passed around for generations, finally leading to this guy in 1959. And, and never generations. It would actually only be like 20 years, but that's, that's not the point. And never mind the fact that the skull that was presented as evidence of Hitler's skull was totally proven to be a woman's skull, so it wasn't even his. But I'm sure it really happened. Anyways. Well, you know what? <laughs> if you just want to tear down my, like, really long rant that had nothing to do with anything... With then you... one sentence. With one sentence. Booyah! Okay. But, but there you go, guys. <laughs> the mystery. Uh, what happened? We may never know. What happened on that pass in 1959? What yeah. happened to these Russian hikers? Why did they get mutilated? Why did they go crazy? The world may never know. Next topic. Anyways... The 1969 Berkshire's UFO incident. That's our next topic. That's what we'll be talking about. When numerous residents of Berkshire County, sorry, County, Massachusetts, individually reported having seen a UFO on September 1st, 1969. Oh, we're close to the to the date of that. Kind of, <laughs> kind of, you know? Like, I like 69. I like 69. Hey. Anyways, uh, authorities were at Oahu. Loss for an explanation. Forgive me. This wasn't a lone sighting induced by sleep deprivation that could be easily dismissed. It truly appeared as though something uncanny had occurred. On the evening in question, residents spotted lights above Sheffield in the southern Berkshires. Many of the witnesses said that the lights were fitted to an unidentified disc-shaped craft that was maneuvering in unprecedented ways. Some witnesses claim they lost track of time as they gazed with stunned fascination at the object. Loss of time, classic, uh, classic abduction. Thomas Reed was nine years old at the time. In the car with his mother, brother, and grandmother that night, the family noticed a group of glowing orbs dash out of the roadside trees Reed claims that something astounding happened when, heading home, his family approached Sheffield Bridge. Quote, it came to the stop off of the right side of the road, he recalled of the glowing orbs. Everything got really calm. It was like being in the middle of a hurricane. So this guy apparently said this word. There was a barometric change in pressure. I've never used barometric in my vocabulary in my life. Well, you were never discussing an alien abduction. It was just like a dead silence. Then there was an eruption of crickets and frogs, and it got really loud, and that was it. Oof. Then, then the family suddenly found itself back in the car, but they had inexplicably lost two hours of memory. Stranger still, Reed's mother and grandmother had somehow switched car seats. Oh, we that's put, creepy. We put them in the wrong spot. Damn it, Jimmy! They're gonna catch on to us, Jimmy. Jimmy! You, God damn it, I Jimmy. know you're the boss's son, but you're really fucking up this whole disclosure shit. Or not lack of disclosure. Ah. Cone of shame. Cone of shame. Cone of shame. <laughs> Bam! All right, continue. Opa, all right. Uh, despite any tangible evidence of the Berkshire's UFO incident, Reed has remained steadfast in his account. He said over time that the family regained some memory of the incident, including having been a hangar-like facility with other people. Okay, that sounds like the government abducted you, not aliens. <laughs> you guys stuck here too? <laughs> That's where you went, Mike. We encountered something, said Reed. It was definitely not of this world. This hangar thing we were in was huge. It was larger than a football field. This hallway we had seen was circular with a Y configuration almost to control the flow of traffic. This one room had a bowed-in wall that was rounded. It's important to remember that Reed was the only one of dozens of people who reported Sorry, 
I think I said that wrong. It's important to remember that Reed was only one of dozens of people who reported witnessing a UFO in the Sheffield area that night. Some were adults who called into the local radio station to report the sighting. Others were children who began drawing UFOs in class. Well, that's creepy. As a parent of a couple kids, that would creep the crap out of me if they were doing that. They came and visited me, Daddy. Like, uh... Uh-oh. Uh, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't wanna. There must have been 20 or 30 sketches that were drawn by children in our fourth grade class from what they saw, said Reed. They hung underneath in the class board in the Sheffield Center School. More than one of those hang in the Roswell Museum today. People don't realize the significance of this. I mean, that is significant because from what uh, this Thomas Reed kid uh, reported, if there was a bunch of people there and then everyone's reporting seeing it, that sounds like a mass abduction to me. That sounds like, for whatever reason, they took the whole town. I mean, you've literally got dozens of people calling into radio stations saying the same thing. I mean, that's that's when you're like, oh, crap, this is real. When you have, like, several people doing it. And this was... When was this? This was... 1969. So there was no internet. So there was no way to, like, really... You couldn't just, like, put a post out there and, like, hey, let's all call in it. Yeah, do you, yeah. Can you imagine you go door to door and be like, hey, guys, uh, we want to we wanna fuck with the government. Let's Frank all, and the government. Let's all win. just say we saw a UFO. Come on. It'll be hilarious. It did great for tourism in Roswell. Yes, yes. Oh, man, though. I kind of want to see those those drawings, though. Like, we're, here's, we're all the drawings the same. Well, I'm just saying we're all the drawings the same. Did they all look like the same UFO? Because that's another thing, right? If they were all completely different, like, mine's a unicorn. I would like to see some examples, you're right. Uh, but the fact that, like I said, you're talking, and even kids, you're talking about a bunch of kids all drawing what they've seen. They're all drawing UFOs now out of freaking nowhere. They went from never having any interest yeah, in right. this topic to all of them are drawing. Well, once again. Maybe there's a little bit of credibility here. Well, like 1969, I, I mean, I know 50s was big and 60s were big on, like, the whole space thing in pop culture but but how many how many people were actually like thinking ufo is it at the tip of everyone's tongue like it is today you know what i mean i i think it was still kind of like taboo back then a lot of people just they they didn't believe it well a lot of people don't believe it now and you have government officials telling them it's real yeah yeah (laughs) it's uh it's a weird time yeah yeah someone can lie to your face on tv and you'll be like i believe them and then someone can tell you the, exactly what's going on. And you're like, I think they're lying. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and take personal freedom and say, I don't believe you, bro. I don't, I don't care, bro. Uh, yeah. I ain't going to look at facts. I ain't going to look at facts. Facts. But, facts. I don't. What? What? But anyways, I will say that that is a very, 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 very cool report. Because the mass abductions or the mass reports... Those are the things that you really got to pay attention to. I mean, those are the those are the things that are hard to create, especially back then. And that's an old story, and you don't even hear that one ever talked about. And honestly, that's a great UFO story. Well, here at Earthling Entertainment, we're going to try to get some of the more obscure stories that you haven't heard of. And if you have any ideas, go ahead and send them to earthlingentertainment at gmail.com. Honestly, uh... Do you have any ideas at all? If you act, if you were listening, if there's anything you, you want us to cover, is what yeah. he means to say. Any you got topics. a question? Honestly, if you want to send us a voice recording of you asking us a question, we'll figure out a way to play it on yeah. air. You know, like like honestly, that would be great. Yeah, it would be great. But uh, hey, I think that's it for our spooky stuff. Which means <laughs> here is our Ahsoka episode one and episode two spoiler review. Now, we are going to do a deep dive here, and if you don't want to have the show spoiled, if you haven't seen it already, then we suggest you uh, check this video out later. I mean, I said video. Check this podcast out later, Yes, you know? please don't listen if you're going to get bummed at a, at a spoiler. I hate getting stuff spoiled for me, but uh, let's, yeah, like, like you have to tell yourself, like, I'm not even going to sign into, I literally did, I'm like, until I watch these, I can't sign into anything. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I know that it'll get ruined. Oh, it's true. Yeah, it's terrible being like just a person who has the internet would not want something spoiled if you don't watch it immediately. Like, I know I had to... Like, literally, I signed into TikTok today and, like, the first thing was a spoiler. Well, guess what? <laughs> We're going to spoil it. So, Ryan... <laughs> I'm, I'm, Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I'm going to let you take the lead here. Oh, well, thank you. Uh... Well, my gosh, uh, where do I begin? Uh, I've been looking forward to this so much. and So uh, much. It uh, came out last night, 9 o'clock our time here, uh, Eastern Time. And we uh, got to see, in my opinion, just the epitome of Dave Filoni really being able to, to take on a project and really like, like you can tell that it was so well put together. It was so, like, it, it nodded the head so well to the characters from Rebels. And I have to honestly say, like, my main point, like, I'm going to have to, like, anybody is, man, you've got to watch Rebels to watch this show. I feel so Ooh. bad for anyone who didn't. Yeah, so Rebels is uh, lasted four seasons and is an animated Star Wars show. Now, Dave Filoni, I believe, is the showrunner. He definitely was a creator of that one. And this Ahsoka show is essentially Rebels Season 5. They take all the characters from Rebels, uh, and they're continuing the story that left off at the finale of that show. I honestly, like, they were saying it a lot, but I really think that they should have drove that home harder. Because, like, I was sitting there, like, so stoked because of seeing these characters live action that I had watched four seasons of. And I'm like, man, everybody who hasn't seen that, which I guarantee is a lot, that's a it, that that's a bit of a chore to watch four seasons of a cartoon when you're an adult. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing is a lot of people uh, assume that because it is a show that is family friendly, that that means it is a kids show. There is a difference. A show made for kids, in my opinion, is either trying to teach them something or it's pandering to them. Whereas a family-friendly show is a show that anyone could watch, but they're just not swearing and fucking. And and you enjoy it because, like, honestly, I found myself at Rebels like I would li literally laugh out loud at the jokes. I would cry at certain parts. Like it was a good show. It is a good show, and like we said, Ahsoka is taking the storyline from there. So. A bit of a spoiler for Rebels. Um, the end of that show... Well, the whole show follows a character called Ezra Bridger. And Ezra Bridger is the main character of it. And the main antagonist is Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now, yeah. at the end of that show, both of them inexplicably get thrown into another galaxy by space whales. Not joking. Space whales. Don't worry about yes. that. It, it, it's... It, it, it happened. Uh, if you watch Mandalorian, you got to see a little clip of that when uh, uh, Din, Jaren, and Grogu were uh, sleeping during uh, hyperspace, and you get to see one. Yeah, it's true, you do. But the reason why this is pretty cool is because they, they did that, so we have an explanation as to why they're not in the original trilogy. Because mm -hmm. Rebels takes place up until, basically, Rogue One. And then Rogue One after Rogue One, Rebels show is over. And then Ahsoka takes place around Mandalorian Season 3. So, that's after Jedi. Yep. Let's say 15, 20 years before The Force Awakens. Something like that. I'm guesstimating on The Force Awakens thing. But the point is, that is it, we had to get them to get space whales and thrown into a different galaxy because they weren't in the original trilogy. And now that they're back... That, well, we think they're back. In episode one and two, that's kind of the whole thing. Ahsoka starts where she's trying to find a map to Grand Admiral Thrawn because remnants of the Empire are trying to get Thrawn back. And where Thrawn went, Ezra Miller went. So, right. in addition, hey, we can pick up our boy Ezra. And you even get that cool image. They had the image, I forget, it was in that one temple where you see all of the whales, all of the, all of the space whales that sure, were on yeah. that dial. I yeah. was like, ah, there they are. Yeah, there was a lot of nods, obviously. Oh my gosh, and but like, yeah, like I, I, I'm sorry for starting this off by talking about rebels, but I just really, honestly, that's my biggest takeaway is how thankful I am that I took the time to watch rebels because I confess I literally watched it this year because they were saying, hey, you probably should watch it if you want to enjoy Ahsoka more. Well, it'll give you the back, uh, the backstory of all the characters. Uh, so General Sedua, what's her name? Uh, Sindula. Sindula. What's her first name? Uh, Hera. Hera Sindula. 
She is wonderful character, uh, and she has all of her backstory, like we said in Rebels. Uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, I believe, is. The... Oh, I'm terrible with the names of well, the actresses. Well, she is uh, the the romantic interest in Scott Pilgrim. She's that woman. And long story short, I don't love her as as that character. I loved her in Rebels, the character, but then the actress playing her, I don't think she is maybe the best choice. But that's just one thing. I'm honestly a little shocked that you said that. Because, uh, honestly, I was kind of thinking the same thing. She doesn't... Because Hera is the the really hardened leader. Like, she was, like, a badass. Like, she was so hard. You know, she was she was the leader of the group. Well, also, age-wise, I think Hera should be, like, 20 years older, to be honest. Like... I, I wasn't so... No, no, so, seriously, yeah. the entire trilogy of movies happened in between... Empire. I mean, in between the Rebel show and Ahsoka show, I don't think she should be in her thirties. Was it you who told me that that actress is married to Owen McGregor? Maybe, but that has nothing to do with what I'm saying. I don't know. Just, I, that's <laughs> my one thing that I have to say about the actress. I know nothing else about her other than what I just saw as her as Hera. And 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 don't get me wrong, I it didn't take away from the show for me, but I have to agree that I felt like she just didn't seem like the Hera from the cartoon. She didn't. But, you know, all right. So, I have another thing is the girl who played Sabine. Now, Sabine, also a main character from Rebels and now in Ahsoka, I loved the character, they, the actress that got to play Sabine. I think mm-hmm. she actually was Sabine. Yeah. Unlike Hera, I thought that was terrific casting. Um, she's got the dyed hair. She's a, a real nice uh, Asian actress. I will look up her name. I don't want to just refer to her as actress. But I will say that she she killed it. But here's the thing. In Rebels, did Sabine ever show any kind of Force sensitivity at all? Uh, yes. She did? Because yeah, I don't remember, remember she that. Had, yeah, she had full training from uh, Kanan when she was using the Darksaber. I don't remember that and, aspect. And they even crossed swords where she admitted her past about how, uh, you know, because remember her people called her a traitor, but it turned out the whole thing was her parents were the traitors to her people. Yes, and but And she created a weapon that the Empire used against everybody. Yeah, no, I'm aware of all that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm asking, does she ever have Force sensitivity? Because in this show, in Ahsoka, she's suddenly in between... Uh, she became Ahsoka's apprentice at some point. Right. Uh, prior to the show. And now, when the show starts, it's been a few years since she's no longer the apprentice. So she was an apprentice of Ahsoka, training to be a Jedi, then there was a falling out, now we have our show. And I just thought that was a bit jarring because as much as I love uh, the whole setup, I love Ahsoka in of itself right now. I love Sabine being a Jedi apprentice or ex-Jedi apprentice. But that is one thing that I just did not remember any connection to from Rebels. I, I remember her getting training from Kanan, like I said. Uh, I don't remember seeing her using the Force necessarily. Well, it's funny because the David Tennant robot, so shout out to David Tennant who plays the robot who apparently trained younglings. But he mentioned, he's like, you're right, you were a terrible Jedi. I I loved it. You were a bad apprentice. You you weren't good at anything. Hu Yang was was the droid's name. Hu Yang. So if you're a David Tennant fan or an Alec Tudyk fan, Watch Star Wars because they're the best droids. And I know I'm I'm probably going to butcher her name, sorry, but the actress we were wondering what her name was. Sabine Wren's actress. Is Natasha Liu Bordizzo. Oh, nice. Sorry if I got that wrong. That's right. And um, She did a killer job. She did. And she played that character good because that character is an artist and a rebel and an outsider and... Yeah, she even had the tonality right, the way she spoke. Like, it was perfect. Yeah, I feel like they, uh, she did her homework. And don't uh, don't misunderstand, it's called Ahsoka. Let's talk about Rosario Dawson. Oh, uh, she's a babe. She is Schwing. a babe. Schwing. Schwing. <laughs> uh, dude, I just, I'm sorry, but I can't not think of Clerks 2. A, B, C. Her Easy dancing, as yeah, one, her, two, three. her doing her little dance on the roof there. Can't well, well anyway. As far as the character is concerned, she she once again nails it. We first saw her play the character in The Mandalorian, and she did a great job. And I'm happy to say she knows how to work those lightsabers. They're the first scene you see her in, she's looking uh, Indiana Jones style in some I ruins. I was going to say that! Yeah, Indiana Jones! In, for some ruins to find the map to take them to the different galaxy to find Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn like we discussed. Well, she 
throws her two lightsabers into the ground, then uses the force to spin the lightsabers around in a circle, cutting a hole into the ground, which is revealed to be a ceiling of an ancient temple. And she falls down, landing on the disc in a very superhero, massive, awesome Jedi way. It was so cool. Oh, it was great. And that is, in that moment, I realized something that I've been missing from these Star Wars shows, and that's just some good old-fashioned lightsaber and Jedi battles. And tell you what, that's, I'm glad you said that, because, man, how many lightsaber battles did we get in this? This this was packed. This was, I mean... There was a ton of lightsaber action going on. There was, both episodes. Yeah. And it's like seeing Sabine light up a green lightsaber... To fight, uh, was that an Inquisitor or was that the uh, Apprentice? Was she's that the, the Apprentice? That was the Apprentice. Here, I've, I've got, well, I got a little cheat sheet here. That is uh, Balin Skull's Apprentice. And Balin Skull apparently is our new antagonist, who is uh, a Sith, I guess, an ex Jedi, and now we a don't Sith. know anything about because no one knows. Even Ahsoka doesn't know. That's true. I'm speculating it's a Sith. Right, but like I don't know. To me, the orange lightsaber means like I I guarantee they've got to be like some kind of like weird Jedi relig- religious zealots, like some kind of like crazy. Well, they do have those. They have cultists and, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, uh, are... his uh, sorry to interrupt his uh, his apprentices. I'm sorry if I get it wrong. Shin Hati. Shin Hati is the, is the apprentice's name. So that was the evil girl. Well, Shin Hati looked cool. Like, she looked... I like her. I, I, she has this uh, whitish hair, and it's kind of like, you know, cut as kind of a bob near the ears, the bottom of the ears. But it's more like, she looks kind of dead. She's got, like, this, like, pale zombie look to her. And it's just, I believe they're Sifs. I don't think they're cultists. I think they're straight-up Sifs. Because I, I don't know. That's I, what I'm saying. I think that they're, like, a crazy religious No, no, I think, there's, I think they're just straight-down-the-line Sith. Really? Not, not, not no variant. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. And I guess we'll see, yeah. But, hey, cool antagonist. Both, we got to see some, uh, you said orange, I say red lightsabers. Got to see some fighting. They were a little orange. They were like a, like a, like a burnt orange. Like, you know. Regardless, regardless. They weren't pure red. Well, I think they were. <laughs> well, teach their own. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I... Later, and, and... we found out one of them was colorblind. Find out on the next Earthly Good I was about to say, we're about to find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I want to also say just, uh, I was noticing just the detail with the ships. Like, in just certain scenes when certain ships would, like, open up so that, you know, traffic could come in and out. Like, like just the attention to detail on, on just, the, you know, it's Star Wars, so of course spaceships are a huge part of it. Always have been. Man, I always try not to, like, take it for granted on how freaking cool they look. Speaking of freaking cool, I was happy to finally see there's this great astromech droid in uh, Rebels. His name is Choppa. And he reprises his role in Episode 2. We finally get to see a live-action Choppa. Now, imagine an R2-D2 with more of a, um, a flat head and, like, a bowl upside down. He looks different colors. But... And psychotic urges. Oh, yeah. I hear, according to my friend Ryan here, he has 30,000 confirmed kills. I don't know if that's true. I read that somewhere. Some fans tallied it up. They were saying from the crap that went down, that's technically Chopper's doing. Every has, Everything Chopper exploded or gunned 30, fired. 30,000 confirmed kills. I believe it. That is the, that is one of the best little astromechs. And once again, it is just beeps and boops like R2-D2. <laughs> but somehow he swears. Like, you could hear him swear. Yeah, he's like, and you're like, holy. And people do that. They're like, God damn it, Chopper. (laughs) Chopper. Chopper. So these first two episodes, uh, it was a great way to start out. Now, this whole series, uh, I shouldn't say series, season, is going to be eight episodes. And we watched the first two, and we still haven't actually seen our main, main antagonist, besides the Sith we refer to. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and I'm, I'm, I'm I hope they don't wait too long. I kind of want to have some Thrawn action, you know, in episode three, four. I don't want to wait until episode six or seven. I, I hope we don't have to wait till the end of the series. I, I love that the internet agreed that the teaser photo of him totally looks like a blue Elon Musk. Well, <laughs> he kind of looks like blue Elon Musk, but that is the same actor from Rebels. It is the same. Yeah, it's the voice actor. It's the voice actor, yeah. and he's actually Maz Mikkelsen's brother. Do you know that? No. Yeah. I yeah. I did not know that. I know. Now both the brothers have been in Star Wars 
Uh, Galen Urso, and now Grand Admiral Thrawn. Excellent. Excellent. I, I remember reading about Thrawn in the Heir to the Empire trilogy, which was great books. If y'all... Timothy Zahn wrote those in the uh, yeah. late 80s, early 90s. He's the man. He is the man. And that was a, a lot of people considered that to be the true sequel trilogy. Uh, up until Disney made the movies, that was the, that was the three it stories was, that took place after Jedi. That was probably my favorite Star Wars books. Oh, those three. Oh man, a lot of people feel that way. And unfortunately, they are no longer canon in Disney's eyes. Right. But what I thought was pretty cool is they did invite Timothy Zahn back to write more Thrawn novels he, yeah, he that did, are in Kevin. There's Thrawn. actually two Thrawn trilogies that are in canon. That's right. That Timothy Timothy Zahn wrote. I believe I, I didn't finish it, but I started an audible an audiobook of one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of Audible, if you're listening, give us money and we'll do a uh, you know, you know, we'll 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 throw a little commercial out there for you. Anything you want. We're gonna talk about books. Do you like books? What kind of books? I like awesome books. I like sexy books. I like books that enter my ear hole. I like books all over my face. I just want you to speak a chapter. <laughs> Audible. <laughs> that was free. You get the first yeah, one free. Yeah, yeah. You're, wel- you're welcome. You get the first one free. We're true artists. But I will say uh, that all... I gotta quit saying that. But I will say, I've said that like 30 times. And I get... Okay, so I it's latch, a joism. I latch a joism. on to these stupid little sayings. And then I repeat them for like a week. And then I annoy everyone. And then I come... I'm like, I actively try to not. And then... I come up with a different one. It's just a thing I do. It, it's just Joeisms. They, Joeism. They, 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 yeah, they go to your repertoire of Joeisms. <laughs> you have many of them. Like the point is. The point is, <laughs> as one does. Yes. Yes. No. No. That's why we. That, one of the many reasons why we love you, Joe. But uh, if I may say one more thing about. Uh, you may just, say I, several I'm more so things. Ex- I'm so excited for what's to come next. I don't remember the last time I felt that way about a show where I'm, like, so peeled in, where I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Like, I can't wait for what happens next. Well, I love the Star Wars shows a lot more than I love the Marvel shows, and I thought uh, Andor was great, but I will agree. This is the best Star Wars show, personally for me, that I've ever watched, based on these two episodes. I think it's better than Kenobi. I think it's better than The Mandalorian, personally. I know you love The Mandalorian. I'm not trying to challenge you on this. I don't. I gotta you. wait. I gotta wait to see it all. Hey, I get two episodes. I'm good. I'm the kind of guy who it's like, hey, we, you know, you date for three months, you get married. That's it. Joe's <laughs> <laughs> easy. Buy him quick. some flowers. You can go ahead and uh, send your order of flowers to uh, EarthlingEntertainment at gmail.com. I commit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, man. Like it's literally got everything you want from Star Wars. It's got lightsaber battles. It's got force users. It's got. Uh, real, real drama. Like you know, what I mean, and, and and it's got romance. You you could tell Sabine loves Ezra. Loves Ezra. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like it's shown more in this than it ever was in the cartoon. You know, I had this theory uh, that, and this is back in 2015 when the Force Awakens came out. At the time, Rebels was the show that was happening, and I really thought Ezra Bridger and Sabine uh, were raised parents. I thought they were raised true parents. I thought that was going to be the reveal. That would have been really cool. I know. Instead of Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter, yeah, for some reason. All right. We yeah. We're not gonna go. We're we are not jumping down that rabbit hole. About Somehow, Sabine got. has returned. Maybe sometime in the future, we will jump down the future rabbit hole of actually talking about the Disney trilogy. But that day is not today. It, uh, well, now I now it's all I want to do. Well then, we you better start writing the next episode, Joe. Get me some, get me some news about another Florida person with da, 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 blood da, and snakes and death. Florida snakes and Star Wars only on Earthling Entertainment. So the big thing is when they're investigating, they're trying to find out who. And when I say they, it is Hera, it is Ahsoka, and it is Sabine. Now they are teamed up, and they are right. all trying to find this map that has. Been, that'll find them to Grand Animal Thrawn. Now, they find the map. They open the map. Sabine opens the map. And she's like, oh, look, look, I got a map. Yay, it's great. Uh-oh, 
bad guys come. The bad guys come. They take the map. Now we don't know where the map is. Everyone's sad. But we know that this is what they're doing. So we're investigating. And we go to Corellia, which is the home planet of Han Solo. And it is the in, uh, the shipyard where they make all the ships around the galaxy. At least one of the biggest ones. Now they go there and uh, th uh, they notice there is a giant hyper engine being built. And they're like, hey, why is that hyper engine here? Because that doesn't fit any of the New Republic ships. And this is a New Republic shipyard. Then all of a sudden it's revealed that there are Imperial remnants all in there and they're building this giant hyperdrive for ships that have to that are for the empire yeah because they're all trying to put the empire back together which is why they're searching the bad guys for grand admiral thrawn so they could all reunite under one banner yeah it's pretty uh, yeah cuz and and uh they even called her, called them out when they went to the the shipping depot or whatever where they were taking everything apart where they were like the Republic doesn't make anything yeah, that it's a, big. We don't make it that big. He's like, uh, well, I can't. That part was trippy. Yeah. The, just the one controller. For the apartment! Fucking Ahsoka chopped his arm off! Well, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's really a good idea. Just saying. That part was, that. I don't know, that, I, I didn't see that coming. For sure. I really didn't. Well, I mean, it's it's good mystery because as we know now, because we know that the First Order is formed, we assume that this show is going to end where Thrawn, whether he lives or dies, basically reforms and creates the First Order. That's what has to happen in order for the uh, Disney trilogy to make sense. And Disney is going to try to make it make sense. Also, there is going to be a movie. That is going to basically, they say, the Mandoverse. So the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka are all in what's known as the Mandoverse. And it'll all end with the movie. And like I said, I predict that movie will lead right into The Force Awakens. I literally just read uh, a rumor that the movie might not happen and they might go forward with more series. It's entirely possible no because idea. they keep canceling movies. You were telling you're the one who told me that. Whenever right. I got excited for stuff, you're like, dude, don't. Yeah, dude, David Lindelof's movie, canceled. There was a Ryan Johnson trilogy, canceled. Yep. Patty Jenkins was going to do a Rogue Squadron movie, canceled. And the Ryan Johnson trilogy, I was looking forward to. Because I felt like Ryan Johnson got kind of... Like I said, that's a different discussion for a different time. But I felt like Ryan got the shaft on... Uh, on a lot of that. Well, actually... I, I don't like Ryan Johnson. Wait, uh, I take it back. Uh, sorry, I to, JJ. On. I thought JJ... Sorry, I meant JJ. I don't know why I got them mixed up. Sorry, forgive me. Yeah, okay, because Ryan Johnson... Uh, he look, fucked it up. Well, no, 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 no. Let's, <laughs> he's a decent filmmaker, but he should not have played in Star Wars because he wants to do his own thing. He wants to subvert expectations, and you don't join a major franchise to subvert expectations because expectations are what keeps your fans coming back. So, that's a different story. But also, Taika Waititi has had a movie. That's not happening. Kevin Feige had a Star Wars movie. That's not happening. Ugh. So, saying that the Dave Filoni Mandoverse movie isn't happening does not surprise me I literally in the least. just read something about it where it was like rumors leaking that they've decided now that they are going to continue with doing uh, seasons of you know more, more series. And it's like, and now it kind of makes sense, kind of like from our news article earlier, they're going to start releasing them on, on physical copies, so they're going to make even more money. Well, see, there's no reason not to do a movie and ending the Mandoverse, because you could always do more series. Andor yeah. takes place before Rogue One. That is a series. Yeah. They're doing a Jude Law series, I forget what it's called, but he's the lead in it, and that's going to take place in, I don't know if it's the High Republic or the Old Republic, but it's an old, it's olden time. So... They're going to do series. They're going to keep pumping them out. As long as we're paying, they're going to keep making Star Wars. I'm predicting that this is probably going to be one of their bigger streamed, like, more successful. Shows? Yeah. I think so, because it's that good. It really is. Uh, man, like, yeah, you were talking about, like, that. I love that, yeah, we both, like, caught, like, the Indiana Jones, almost, like, uh, Fifth Element kind of thing in the beginning of uh, the with, field like, all the, yeah, the, the ancient ruins yeah. thing it's well the fifth element's a good example because it's the old meets the new the sci-fi versus the tomb rating yeah, kind of aspect. yeah yeah so yeah definitely it had a bit of that i saw a bit of that and i was like oh that's cool that and you actually you know she even like did the indiana jones thing we got to go on the ride she's like okay so i gotta 
you know, straighten this out so I can see that gem. You know, and then, I, you know, oh, like, oh my God, suddenly the pillar starts crumbling. Right. Yeah, and then that ins- was cool. Inside the crumbling pillar is this orb, which is actually our sci-fi star map, which will later be opened by Sabine Wren, but and then, the, and then I, stolen by our antagonist. And I love that they say star map, which is a term from Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. And then, of course, you've got all these HK-87s, which is a play off of the... HK-47 from the video game that was one of your partners. Are you was, talking about the David Tennant droid? The Yeah, the HK units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the assassin droids. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were first Not the David Tennant, the Knights assassin of, droid. Yep, they were first introduced in the... Uh, Knights of the Old Republic video yep, game? Yep, and I and I, I I love that game. It hasn't aged a day. Not a day. <laughs> I, I think you're not alone there. It is, it is a well-known game, and I think a lot of people are waiting for an Old Republic like show, and like I said, it might be the Jude Law, but that also might be in the High Republic. But, yeah, bringing us back to Ahsoka, good start. Good first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's not a small uh, length, because a lot of times they were like, in Mandalorian Season 3, you had like 25-minute episodes. The first episode was like 54 minutes, and the second episode was like 45 minutes. Yeah, and I watched them each like three times today. Like, they were, they, they, they were they're a fun rewatch. They are. They are. And you're going to pick up stuff, and it's not just Rebels. There's other Star Wars lore. And I believe it's the first time we got to say uh, see a low-fall cat uh, in live action, even though it's CGI. Loath cat. Loath cat. Yeah. That's our furry, cute creature for Star Wars this week, because every time we have a Star Wars thing, there has to be something adorable. And, and adorable it is. It is. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to be it for our show today. I agree, dude. I had a lot of fun here, man. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining me here and telling everybody about all this awesomeness. This is great. This is great. And join us next week. Uh, You know, it might be inconsistent time, but it will be a very consistent day. New episodes every Wednesday. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening to Earthling Entertainment. Once again, I'm Joe. And I'm Ryan. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) I want a drink. (laughs) 